0: That's my secret cat.
1: I'm always angry.
0: <laughs> Alright. I ran out of patience. On the roof! Hey everyone. Cat, cat, big fan Spider Man. Avengers! Assemble.
1: Hello, Peter.
0: Hello, and welcome back to, to the Infinity Saga and Beyond an MCU Fan podcast. We're breaking down what if penultimate episode here, episode eight out of nine. I'm Jordan Wiegand, and with me, as always, on this journey into what if, Jack Sieper's out. How
1: are you? Uh, doing very well. I finished up another week of school, so it's always good. And it's always fun to talk about what if, especially this episode because it was pretty cool.
0: Pretty cool indeed. Uh, let's go through it real quick. What if episode eight was called what if Ultron one directed by Brian Andrews written by Matthew Chauncey originally released September 29th on Disney plus with a runtime of 30 minutes. The synopsis here, Natasha Romanoff and Clinton Barton seek to destroy killer robot Ultron following a cladiclismic event. You kind of talked about it, but what was your initial thoughts here on episode eight? What if Ultron won?
1: Oh, well there, there was a lot of cool details in this one. I, I, uh, you know, I, I love to see more of Ultron as a villain because I thought he was an interesting villain with some wasted potential, I think in, in age of Ultron. And also it was good to see, you know, uh, some more, uh, maybe a, perhaps a bit more interesting Hawkeye than what we've gotten in the MCU and iterations past. And, uh, also, you know, there, there's just, uh, there, it's hard to pick just like a few details to point out because this was, I I think this could be my favorite episode. It's, it's very close to it. Uh, at least it it competes very heavily with the strange Supreme episode.
0: Yeah, we got to see him at the end here, but uh, yeah, uh-huh. it's, it's probably my favorite one. I think it was really kind of like the ultimate what if storyline, right? What Mm -hmm. if Ultron won? We got to still see like almost every character in the MCU here um, at times. And it was just fun. And then we really got to the good stuff of the Watcher, which we're going to talk about as we go a little bit more right into it. So let's kind of go through the plot here. So, you know, we kind of open up with Black Widow and um, Hawkeye going through this like desert wasteland, right, of uh, Russia, which is all like nuclear snow right i guess that's what's supposed to be not like
1: right it's a nuclear regular snow right it's like a nuclear Nuclear winter. winter yeah
0: and uh they're they're you know they have 90 seconds we find out that you know they first they just say start the timer you don't know what the 90 seconds is for but when they actually defeat all the ultron bots you know they say that 90 seconds they relay like that information to um the main ultron which would then uh, trigger him to, I guess, know their location, uh, which I thought was interesting. But we, we got to see, I think, an exaggerated Hawkeye where, well, uh, you know, he was uh, doing things that we probably couldn't ever get Jeremy Renner to do, just like right, how fast right. he's able to draw the bow and so. Uh, but it, it was really cool. What do you think of this opening sequence here? Because um, you know we knew it was Ultron episode because of the teasers and the title and stuff, but um we also talked about a post-apocalyptic black widow episode that turned out to be this one so what was your just thoughts on like the opening setting here and the fact that these are the only two avengers to have survived
1: well i think it's really interesting because we uh we we know throughout the mcu that these two have like a good chemistry between them so i think it's it's interesting i'm not sure how it lines up with the events of age of ultron because you know, my thinking would be if any two survive, it should like uh, and it including Black Widow. Based off of Age of Ultron, it should be Black Widow and Banner. But you know, I I, I still think it, it's a it's a good pairing. I also think, uh, you know, I I appreciated uh, the Hawkeye without his arm, like uh, missing an arm because uh, I I'm not sure if you're aware of the, of the Phase Two running gag, but it was heavily based off of. Part two of the Star Wars trilogy where every character in each movie loses some body part uh, or specifically an arm or a hand. So uh, I like how they kind of threw a nod in here to to keep that going, you know, since it takes place during Age of Ultron.
0: I knew that was the thing. I just always forget it until people talk about it. Honestly, I had no idea (laughs) that it was a reference to it this time. I was just like, oh, interesting. He's lost an arm.
1: That's what I think it is. It's not like a, no, it probably, anything, but I, I, yeah. I would
0: say it probably is, since this would take place during phase two. Um, my whole thing with these two being the only ones, and I think some people might call BS on that, right? But I think one thing we don't recognize, I guess, is that these are two like spies, right? That know how to go underground, right? Like the thing is, when you have people like Cap and Iron Man and Hulk, even to your point is that they're going to come out and try to defeat Ultron. They're going to try to punch him to death, the way that we'll see Captain Marvel try to do. And it right. just doesn't work. It just doesn't work uh, for them. So they're smart. They find out the 90-second thing, and they can go around and do all their stuff as long as they're able to defeat those drones within 90 seconds. I don't even know if Ultron knows these two are alive, right? Like,
1: I, That's I mean... the way
0: I picked up on it.
1: I, he, he clearly doesn't because, um, you know, when he when he uh, defeats everything, he sets off the nuclear bomb and everything. He's like, it's over. I've won. And like, uh, you know, so I, I it's pretty clear that he doesn't know that they're about. So right. I, I think that's pretty interesting that they're able to do it. But that, that's a good point that this is kind of their whole thing. They're very good at avoiding being tracked in any situation. So it does make sense that they are the last two alive.
0: And they were lucky to be on the helicopter, I mean, on the Quinjet, you know, True. When, yeah. when the that, bombs that off, they're dead, you know, they can't survive yeah. a nuclear bomb. But Yeah, it does <laughs> help
1: to be in an area that isn't hit by a nuclear bomb, I will right. say, for right. your chances of survival. But
0: Could yeah. we have seen Clint have uh, a third arm, though, because of the nuclear radiation or something
1: yeah that that would have been that would have been pretty funny to see <laughs> it's hey like a robotic double, arm double, and
0: another arm like coming out double of the bows you know
1: just alternate yes. between two bows and just uh and just fire off with the the free hand there you go
0: kind of like the if you ever seen the spider-man with like the six arms um oh, yeah <laughs> i had a toy of that growing up but yeah i mean that was uh that would be because of nuclear waste i guess uh, but I, I thought it was cool then when, you know, the watchers explaining all this, how we get to see, oh, I know people are probably upset. Tony Stark dying again. Uh, but I, thought we also see, I thought it I was know, funny. I know, I laughed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I laughed too, because every all the other ones were already dead except for him at that point. Yep. And I'm like, oh, okay, they're going to kill him again. It's funny. It's almost like a, a South Park gag, which I've never yep. I know, yep. watched South Park. But like, I know the gag of Kenny. Yeah. And, um, Oh my God, you killed Tony is yeah. <laughs> pretty much what it is. Um but uh yeah, I thought that was great. I you know, I always love seeing uh, as twists as the Avengers dead. Like having like you know, cap on the floor with his broken shield and stuff. And, and it kind of matches the vision's Tony had in Ultron too as we It does, we yeah. It. And um what uh what other movie did he have the vision in? Um like uh, Avengers Age of Front-
1: I, th- I think it was Iron Man 3. I think Yeah, yeah, 3. I
0: think it may yeah. have been Iron Man 3. And then definitely that's the one that you know Wanda puts in his head, or you know like really right. brings out with, with them all dead and stuff. So it still kind of matches uh, that thought, and, and instead of trying to pre- and it's trying to prevent it, he ends up causing it in this case. And for whatever reason we don't know, they're not able to keep Vision's body right. Like for some reason, Ultron beats them to it. He gets it. He stops whatever they were doing, and he's able to. Um, do his thing, just like we kind of predicted last week. Um, I thought we wouldn't see his world, though, so that was wrong. But we kind of got the the right part of Thanos comes and he gets the the stones that way, and that he um, uh, gets kind of like bored, like his mission's done, and he starts wanting to find other places, and he goes that way. I mean that those two things were pretty um, pretty on point
1: yeah i i will say with him getting the stones i was a little disappointed with how quickly he dispatched of thanos uh just because you know it's the it's vision's body so it kind of leaves you asking you know why didn't he do that in infinity war if he could just you know do that well
0: (laughs) i think if i was to rectify this or you know like uh defend it if i'm on your debate team jack
1: yep okay uh
0: <laughs> i think it would have to be that while it is his body it is still ultron inside there so ultron's goal oh, is right, to stop right all of that and i think as soon as he saw him he doesn't give thanos a moment he just immediately cuts him in half i don't think vision would operate that way vision is based off jarvis you know it's right, mostly yep. Jarvis, and more, uh, a right. bit
1: more morality present in in that so
0: he he was going to ask him about the ship of theseus and uh (laughs) that's why vision didn't survive (laughs) and uh in that compelling argument
1: compelling argument i think yeah i think you'd win a debate round with that one right there
0: um but we have uh so that's kind of the setup there but yeah you're right i kind of got spoiled on that honestly i didn't get to watch it till last night and i saw somebody just say like why didn't our vision do that? And I was like, <laughs> why didn't our vision dispatch a Thanos so quickly? And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. I'll have to see what he does. made <laughs> chops them in half. <laughs> yeah. with the Mind Stone. <laughs> Just <laughs> some of these deaths are brutal. And what if I yeah, yeah. really like it?
1: Yeah. I, I think, I think it, that's what you can do when you have animation, right? Like you can show some more of that without having to up the rating on, uh, like the, the TV rating. So, uh, you know that that's why deadpool is rated r because these are like on par with what you would probably see deadpool do in like a movie right so
0: yeah i mean there are ways to i mean like deadpool got a pretty easy edit to pg-13 for deadpool 2 right um to be honest birds of prey if you've seen it um did not have to be rated r at all (laughs) um when i saw that they they did some you know gruesome things in there but it was like really only like one or two scenes and i was like okay they could have made this pg-13 probably sold more tickets and actually you know because harley quinn's a huge um character for for the teen girls who probably couldn't go see it right and then while i love the suicide squad by james gunn there was some stuff that could have been that that could also easily probably get cut to pg-13 as well um And now I'm starting to see people say that like Wolverine movie or you know X Men movies have to be rated R. Nothing has to be rated R. No,
1: it's all about the content inside of it. That's it.
0: Right. I mean, most of these characters have existed in comics that are not even like rated R comics. (laughs)
1: You know, like right, right.
0: uh, You can do the character justice. It's about being more creative. I mean, when you look at some of the stuff that people get away with in PG-13 movies, it's because of the suggestion. Right. Is the Uh, I mean, people are scared of jaws and what's that PG, um, because of just the hints of, you know, not seeing the actual monster, not seeing the stuff. It's just the, the hints of the idea, you know? Um, but in this, you don't have to show blood at all, so it's almost it's more humorous, you know. Like I, I literally cracked up when Thanos got yeah. chopped in half. I yep. Like, I was like, Oh, that's what they meant. Because I you know, if I hadn't known that, I probably would have been a little bit more upset because I you know, we were talking about it last week. We we're like, Oh, and then Thanos would probably come and he'd have to defeat him. Like, how would he do that? And it just phew, Right now because really you know thanos if he had a moment to think he probably should have been able to beat him because he'd have four or five, five right five, five, five infinity in stones stone yeah <laughs> against one infinity stone you know yeah so. and the mind is the mind stone the most powerful canonically no, I, I, don't I don't think so. so
1: i i wouldn't think it's the most po- i i still think the time is the most powerful in my opinion at least uh but for
0: what you can do with it yeah yeah
1: but you know I, I guess it. it just happened so quickly. All he says is fascinating and then just, whoop, and then just f- folds in half. Ross Marquand,
0: so- I think is who played Mar- Ross uh, Marquand is who played Ultron in this. um, Not Spader, obviously. Yeah. At times it felt like he was trying to do a Spader. In- like the fascinated found yeah. it kind of Spader-esque. It did. But it wasn't quite exact, Um, which I don't blame him for. It's hard to do a Spader, right? I mean, he's, if people don't know who Ross Marquand is, uh, if I'm saying his last name right, is um, he, he is a voice actor. He also does regular acting. But he was Red Skull in Endgame because Hugo Weaving wasn't coming back. So, right, right. And he did a really great Red Skull.
1: Yeah, like, sure. Really
0: good. Um, let's see. So then, you know... He gets all those stones, and he gets like the knowledge that wait, there's other planets, and he goes to pretty much all of them, and just you know he goes to the sovereign, and destroys there, and I think that's where he runs into the guardians. Was it on yep. sovereign? Okay, yeah, yep. so I thought, yeah, we see um, you know Peter Star Lord, and them trying to like fight him. We see him go and to ego, and even take over ego.
1: Like in seconds, As-
0: <laughs> yeah, Asgard. And Sakar. was there any other ones that I missed?
1: Um, Xandar. He he goes. Yes, to that's Xandar. where
0: Carol comes in. Right. right.
1: Carol comes in. Uh, says the whole I've uh the Terminator line. You know, I've seen the killer robot mo- uh, movie. I I like how she calls him Skynet. I think that's a that's a nice little a, a nice little touch to it. And uh and you know she she you you think for a second oh she's gonna win she's punched him all the way to the center of the earth but then it's like ah. You played into it, get 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 uh, get tricked, get pranked, and then blows up the planet from the inside, which then blows up several other planets.
0: Yes, yeah, it, it does a lot here. And um, I'm trying to figure out, she said she doesn't need the sequel to it. I was trying to figure out if they were trying to make a joke about Terminator sequels. <laughs> but I think maybe she's making a reference to... I mean, because Terminator 2 is already a sequel, but that would have been the latest one she would have known of before she left Earth.
1: Right. So I don't know if
0: she's thinking like, you know, because then the third one was in 2003. So I'm thinking maybe it might be a joke there about how, you know, Terminator 2 doesn't need a sequel and stuff like that. But who knows? Yeah, Um, maybe. She. um, Yeah, I mean. I knew she wasn't going to win, obviously, because it was there like was a lot of runtime time through, after. or yeah. <laughs> it's <was> pretty early <laughs> into it here. Um, but yeah, he, he pretty much eradicates all life except for Clint and Natasha at this point, which makes me yep. wonder, what are they living on? Like, I was trying to think about what they would be eating.
1: Um, They can't get any question. hunting, so
0: they'd have to be eating like canned food or something, right? Yeah, would I'm, that survive I... a nuclear i guess in a shelter maybe
1: spam probably would survive it i don't know i've seen i've i've had that stuff before i think it would survive any environment so uh but yeah uh and before before we cut back to clinton and tasha after ultron destroys all these planets of course uh we get uh ultron saying look at that i've done it and then the watcher starts narrating over it saying he's destined to live alone. Like, so how he would wrap up all the other episodes kind of similar to the, uh, strange Supreme episode. And then all of a yeah. sudden he's like, who said that? And then he turns around and, uh, the watcher does a quick, like, uh, you know, like the neighbor, like peeking through the blinds, like just quick closes <laughs> that, that window closed. And, uh, because he's like, I see you. There's more, there's more universes. So, uh, that that's where that's where it's really started to get real. I think in this one, like all oh, yeah. of that stuff, like was totally within the realm of like the what, like what we've seen in What If before, right? Uh, but then all of a sudden it starts to cross over into this, and you you uh, you. That's when I was like, oh man, this is going to be a good episode.
0: Yeah, it was. Um, this really starts getting the watcher to think right like this really starts getting him to want to interfere like i Mm -hmm. he 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 goes back to check on natasha and clint and you know they're looking for the zola files right to to try to find out if there's another location of zola so that way we can um so so that way they can but the the gist is try to have him take out ultron's data pretty much but uh, you know they're they're shifting through all these files and they're all have to doing it by by paper you know it's all paper trail and boxes and they make a reference to uh, raiders of the lost ark you know at the end where they yep you know, that scene um so what happens is though so, you know he's kind of the watchers thinking like okay this is you know they're they're close to it right like clint is about to go to the box that's going to do it he gives up before he finds the zola files And the Watcher starts kind of like, uh, I don't know, crisis of faith, freaking out. I don't know what you would want to call it. But, you know, he has this thought process of like humans never give up, right? Like they're going to keep on trying. That's, you know, he thinks very highly of of humans in that regard. And, you know, the file's right there. and, And the Watcher's like, the file is right there. I can interfere, you know, and tell them it's right there. Now Nat will go find it by herself. He doesn't have to, but do you think if it had taken a little bit longer that he would have? Especially after the scare of Ultron actually hearing him.
1: Ooh, that's that's tough. I think uh, I, I don't think so. I, I think it. I think it's. It takes like a a little bit more because you know at this point Ultron hasn't figured out how to cross over into whatever dimension he's in i i have no idea what it's actually called because he seems to exist between every other universe simultaneously but uh you know he hasn't figured out how to cross over to find the watcher yet so he's pretty much I, in
0: like a closet that has a million windows that he can yeah. just look into anything it's pretty much what it looked like
1: that's that that's what it looks like just a giant hallway uh if you've seen like the the harley quinn animated show like uh how how like her memory is is formatted in like yes an yes. earlier episode that that's exact that's what it reminded me of almost but yeah i think at that point he's like all right don't need to intervene yet i have some time he's not coming through yet uh hopefully they'll just do it but uh, he was very like he was very close. Yeah.
0: Panicky and rushed. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, he's like almost at one point, like looking over her shoulder, he's like, uh, like it's right there. Come on. Like quickly, you know? Um, but Nat finds it. She finds the file. She knows about it from a callback to the winter soldier, you know, when they're in the camp Lehigh
1: mm-hmm. and,
0: uh, they run into Zola on the computer there. And of course, where they're going is to the end scene of like the end, um, of act three of civil war right they're going to the facility that um why am i blanking on his name right now uh uh baron zemo Z- yeah zemo. Okay. um i was gonna say zola and i was like that's already that's- what you <laughs> know but zemo is uh the two Zemo takes them to um in where all the other winter soldiers are because you actually like that that whole scene where Clint is gonna fall is like that whole place where they have yep uh which was really cool uh but it was uh you know it's nice seeing that place again and you know they get those this was i think maybe the weakest part maybe of them just convincing zola on how like to to join them they're trying to convince zola to join them because what does this computer program really care if he gets a race and how would Ultron even find them you know find that place uh because he's not like an actual living thing to worry about taking out so I-, I do think that was the weakest part but I did like the team up of it's Zola with Black Widow and Hawkeye especially once he gets into the Ultron yeah uh, body I-, I thought that was cool and then how they take out his legs so he can't <laughs> he can't like turn on him pretty much yep um any thoughts there on on the Zola or the place
1: i so uh, i i think like i i don't know i i thought that it was the weakest part but there were some like good jokes in there like about like you know i uh, hawkeye threatening to take him out by like uh by spilling a drop of water on him yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, th- I thought that was good uh and then uh you know also calling to avengers tower to order a gluten-free crust pizza uh, to oh, yeah. get the Ultron dro- bots to to go there, and like, I uh, kind of saying like, well, you gotta have some humor in the apocalypse. Like, uh, and also that scene where like all of the Ultron drones like bust through out mm. as like the the room is like burning is just really cool. I, I think that's super cool.
0: Yeah, that that was cool, and um, we kind of skipped over something too with with um, you know when they're looking for the file, Nat tries to make a joke um uh, or, or right or was it here uh, it was at some point here where clint loses his hand you know and she says about you need a hand or whatever and he's like it's oh not... that's at the beginning yeah uh, so that's at like the beginning he, but then later was... on in, when they're looking for a file she makes another joke at something and he's like i'm not in the mood like right right no, right, right he's pretty much fed up with it he doesn't want to keep going right because I mean, really, he mentions it when the nuclear bomb goes off. He says his wife's name, right? Doesn't he say Laura?
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: Or, yeah. So he's, you know, he's thinking about his kids and his wife who were on the ground and just got obliterated by a nuclear bomb. And really, what do they have to live for? Even if they take out Ultron, what are these two gonna do? Repopulate right. Earth? <laughs> not she possible. She can't have kids. Exactly. Yeah, it's not so, possible. I mean, like, <laughs> what is the? Or are they gonna try to then get the time stone from there? Or, I mean. What's their they don't even game? know the
1: time stone exists. So that's true. <laughs> so who who knows? I mean, like there there really is no hope, honestly, in this. I it uh when when you say it like that, it it does give a little. <laughs> uh, but I guess like uh it it kind of shows uh the a bit of like the the character of each of the of each of these characters. Like Clint is a lot more is very cynical about things. Like even it, it shows kind of how he is in endgame right he he becomes super cynical with after the snap and all that so right so it's very it's it's very reminiscent of their personalities in the rest of the mcu and natasha is just like you know uh the the hero dna is kind of rubbed off on her and like you know we've got to try and help all of that kind of stuff and And you brought it up with
0: endgame it actually makes me think like you said about that how optimistic she was even in endgame not so much like You know, she was always the one trying to bring everybody back. She was always trying to do something, so I do think that fits there. But um, this is bleaker than than the end of the city war. Oh yeah, one
1: hundred percent. Yeah.
0: So I really wonder, like, okay, you take out Ultron, you have just you and Clint. Where do you go from here? You know, like, uh, and you have maybe Zola, right? (laughs) Like, (laughs) (laughs) eventually they're gonna die, or you know, he's already at the point where he doesn't want to fight anymore, like you're you know and like you said they probably don't know about the time stone so it is interesting and once they even defeat these ultron bots and if it was to take over main ultron or even if it doesn't take over main ultron how do they defeat main ultron if they go up against just him with all those stones you know so it it is a tall task for these two avengers right
1: right uh i I i think it's I I think it's interesting. I I know they they kind of have to, you know, give some purpose, like maybe, you know, I I don't know, Scott Lang somehow survived it in like an Ant-Man suit somehow. Who knows? Or, uh, you know, um, Wanda, who knows? Maybe she survived. Uh, She probably would be able to, uh, given given her power capabilities. But
0: at this point, though, she was just learning. uh, True. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, that would be. It's is bleak
1: yeah it's, yeah it is but
0: and especially like every other it's not just earth right like every he went right. he just needed every sign of life <laughs> elsewhere like that is terrifying uh it's yep. way worse than thanos so which is you know uh thanos just wanted to take off half you know he, this guy's <laughs> trying to kill all of it yep uh but is gonna sacrifice himself and it's this nice parallel to Endgame, where he actually is the one to be able to make the jump and fall, and he's able to distract the bots enough or destroy them with like an arrow as he's going down. Like a it
1: looks arrow. almost like a nuclear bomb arrow, like on the the, <laughs> the the explosion that it created. Like, I I don't know what other what kind of arrow he had there, but he i learned I
0: mean, from he learned from Ultron. He's
1: like, I'm just gonna yeah, he's just gonna, like, I'm him. gonna give you a taste of your own medicine here. And but also just to mention, Hawkeye's arrows in this. So much cooler than some of the ones in the MCU oh, yeah. that we've seen. The force field arrow, like that—that that would have been amazing to see. In like, I—I I could just like imagine if that was in Avengers, like taking down a leviathan with that thing. <sighs> what we could have had. What we could have had. You know.
0: <laughs> hey, maybe it's in Hawkeye the show. We maybe. Don't
1: know. <laughs> maybe. I hope so. Um,
0: I think that's just something that probably worked better in animation. I guess you know that's yeah. the thing is you're able to give him so many different cool gadgets. The way that it works for like, I don't know though. I mean like Batman gets all these cool gadgets too. Right. Right. And,
1: and also Tony Stark is, is able to is able to get like a nanobot suit. And yeah, like, yeah, true, true. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was a nice reversal of endgame where he actually is the one to sacrifice himself instead of instead of Natasha. But the upload fails to the main body because as is gonna say, there's no signal to him because wherever he is, is not here. So that is at the same time where he is fighting the Watcher.
1: Right, he finally he breaks, breaks through. He, he
0: breaks into the Watcher's uh, corridor, right? And he, you know, starts coming at him and I'm like, this is not good for yeah. <laughs> our man Uwatu, right? So, you know, he, uh, they go across like, So many multiverses of you know, uh, Ultron just kicking his ass, just (laughs) just un you know unrelentless, right? Um, And the Watcher has some power too. I mean, he's got to be if he's able to take on this Ultron, he's got to be like the most one of the most powerful beings in any of the universes. Which yes. very interesting to learn that because I was like, great, what's he gonna do against <laughs> what's he gonna do yeah, against Ultron? I, I,
1: at first I was like, oh no, it's 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 over, it's curtains. Might as well, might as well throw in the towel here. But uh all of a sudden he just starts like blocking and punching and like throwing hands with Ultron. And I'm like, Dang I want to. You got some moves. You you you're not you're not you're not toasted here. Uh he, he really he really gave it put up a good fight, I think, uh, and I uh, came back basically from almost dying completely like getting his head pretty much exploded uh to just teleporting away and yeah he was able
0: to distract him right he was able to kind of like do just enough to get away
1: right and And where does he go who knows that's that's for next week's episode i'm sure
0: (laughs) well they showed a little bit here he went into like the little pocket dimension with with dr strange
1: Oh right, yeah. Um, Strange. I I almost forgot. I almost almost forgot forgot
0: your boy. I know. I can't believe it. Uh, But yeah, which is great callback that he is like, you know, where I'm gonna go? One place where like this guy is not gonna think to go, right? I mean, like, yeah, Ultron's too busy trying to take out life everywhere. He's not worried about one guy in this little pocket dimension thing. (laughs) So he goes there and he's like, okay, I gotta, you know, Stephen makes him say like, okay. you need my help. I'm going to make you say you need my help type of thing. Right. Yep. And uh, very Dr. Strange-esque. That, yes. that's,
1: that's true to form there.
0: And uh, it's it's cool. He's reluctantly asking for his help, but he knows that he needs them. And this is where we'll see him um, start putting together the team of people that, you know, we know as the guardians of the multiverse on the merchandise. And we'll see where it goes from there. But that was uh, just a cool ending, and it really made me like I was on the edge of my seat at times, just worried about the Watcher and what's going to happen to him. And you know, Ultron even throws some digs at him of like, all you do is sit and watch, like you're not actually like doing it. You have all this power, and you're not using it. And you know, the Watcher says, "Well, I made an oath, I can't interfere." We're going to see him break that oath. Now he's already started by mm-hmm. recruiting.
1: Yep. And like I said, at the beginning of, of this series, you know, I said, I had read a few of the what if comics just to prepare for it. And I said, Watu interferes. He's going to find a way to do it. And there we go. It's, it's finally happening. So I, I, I had a feeling it was going to happen, but we finally saw it officially start to go into place, I guess you could say.
0: Yeah. Which is, which is great. And, it makes sense. And we kind of talked about it last week or a few weeks ago. I don't remember anymore. But we were kind of predicting where the show was going, what will make him interfere. It was this threat of the multiverse, you know, coming undone. Because, I mean, look, we all have had boring nights where we're like, there's nothing to watch. There's nothing on TV. <laughs> now imagine if Ultron defeats all these universes, what's the Watcher going to watch?
1: Yeah. Nothing to sit there I mean, and
0: stare at the stars.
1: I mean, he'd probably be dead in this scenario. If, oh, yeah, he Ultron probably destroys, would. But, I mean, everything, just so. imagine,
0: just imagine he isn't like he lives out and he's just like, Oh, nothing to watch today.
1: Yeah, just uh, I imagine him like uh, you know, wiping back and forth on like the windows. Hello, universes, you know,
0: <laughs> he's like trying to go through channels. He's like, Yep, nothing here either.
1: <laughs> no signal. God, the satellite must be broken. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Ultron, can you fix
1: that for me? Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but there were some really cool Easter eggs in this one, too, I think, uh, some that appeared in this episode. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, do... I haven't. Yeah, I haven't any of them. Uh, one of them when so we already talked about one of like the Star Wars references with the, the missing arm. But uh, in the scene where Ultron is taking the Watcher like through several different multiverses, right? there's a scene that looks almost exactly like Mustafar. And if you look closely, there's a structure that very much resembles Darth Vader's castle in the background there from, uh, from, uh, I, 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 I know it mostly from the VR series of games, Vader immortal, but you know, uh, it's it, if you, if you look in there, you'll, you'll see it, which I thought was a pretty cool little detail that, uh, that they threw in there whether it's intentional or not given that disney owns both star wars and marvel i think it's a possibility that it's an intentional one but uh definitely a cool little thing to see
0: i did not catch that so that is that is interesting oh yeah we saw cord too once a
1: car right we did
0: um what else was i thinking i just saw oh (laughs) yeah but the uh we saw the red guardian shield. Right. That's what black yeah. widow uses that. That's really cool. We also saw president Steve Rogers. Right. Yep. Which was really cool. I think mean, too bad that universe is probably dead now, but so in that, do you think he still like cap and came back to life from the ice? Cause it looked modern times and then like became president for whatever reason, like I'm trying to figure that out.
1: Yeah. I wonder if this is like a version where like the snap happens and like, you know, uh everyone uh in like all of the leaders in the u.s like die or something and since steve is like it's it's kind of like uh the show designated survivor except it goes all the way through like the u.s government and steve is like the only person ever related to the government that's just there <laughs> who knows
0: somebody <laughs> poisoned like everyone and they're like well i guess uh we have to guess resort to steve captain Rogers. america as yep. president
1: yeah or He's or hundredth
0: just... and 150th in secession here yeah
1: <laughs> i i or like a i i kind of wish it was a, a president loki reference or something like that i think that would have been a perfect opportunity to do that but i
0: think though the issue was from what i've heard is the reason why like the writer came out and said that maybe you know when we talked about absolute points and dr strange mm-hmm. episode they said it probably should have been nexus points even though it doesn't make any sense but they said that uh the Loki scripts obviously weren't written at the time that they were doing this. Um, oh, okay. They have to yeah. do animation so far ahead of time. So I think, Well,
1: but president Loki existed in 2016. So like in the, the, the comics, comics, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: But I mean, like if they were going to do a reference to the president Loki in the MCU,
1: I guess, I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, another star Wars reference of course is, uh, you know, when they're looking for the, for the plans and stuff. Hawkeye says that the Death Star plans are not in the main computer, which is a reference. Yep. Uh to a storm trooper talking to Darth Vader.
1: Lot uh, lots of Star Wars love in this episode.
0: I mean, they're like the two best franchises, right? So you gotta, Honestly, you gotta yeah. put yeah. them in there.
1: Yeah, it's fair. Um
0: <laughs> let's see. Oh, I liked <laughs> we didn't even talk about when the watcher like put on his whole suit with the cape and everything. That was oh
1: yeah. That that was, was sick. Great. That that looks pretty cool
0: um oh yeah what it, and like ultron like eating
1: oh task, yeah it kind I, of becoming I, I, like
0: galactus right
1: yeah it, he even it even looked like he had like the the outline of like the galactus i don't know head headgear what it, I, I, it I don't kind of know looked what, like it yeah, yeah. It, it very much looked like it so uh i thought I, that I, I can't believe i forgot about that because that was a pretty cool shot too
0: oh and somebody pointed out pineapple shirt guy who was in the last episode <laughs> when when thor landed in vegas and he kind of looked startled he was in this episode
1: right, right. Uh,
0: as well when ultron sends uh, a to crashing down on an alternate earth uh but what if concludes next week so you know it, it is nice that we were able to get that background on ultron so that way it's not just a character out of nowhere um and that we're gonna get uh you know all these characters back again to wrap this up i'm assuming it's just gonna be 30 minutes i'm not gonna go look and here's the thing that they can make the time work it's all about pacing because this was the shortest one yet i think this was 30 mm-hmm. minutes yep. exactly without credit uh, before credit i mean with with credits yeah 30 minutes and I had no complaints about the pacing, and I actually thought it fit it didn't feel rushed and it didn't feel long. So I thought it felt pretty great. And if they could do this, you know, some of the times when we talked about zombies or we talked about like most of these episodes, yeah. it either feels super rushed or dragged out. Like last week with party four, Thor, Thor felt a little dragged out at times while um, like zombies, like we thought we were going to get more than they just cut off. Like, nope, they're flying to Wakanda. I mean, <laughs> now, though, we'll see if that paid off with this episode. If we are really going to get continuations of all of them next week, it could be it, it could make me feel overall a little better about those stories. And when you go back and watch season one of What If? It may now be like this perfect nine episode story where everything connects and, we don't have any more complaints. I'm, I'll be really curious to see how it, how it, like how it makes the other episodes better, because that's what the MCU is about, right? Like this is, I talk about it all the time. When when people ask me the most improved movie, when you talk about, you know, uh, that benefits from having the these other movies going forward, it almost is Age of Ultron. Because of the, re- the, you know, at the time, it was very bogged down by references where you're like, okay, that'll be great in five years. And it is now. I mean, like, you know, you get Ulysses' Claw. You get Wakanda references with, Steve, uh, you know, with uh, Bruce reading about Wakanda. You get, um, uh, you get you know, Wanda, which now we have a little bit more background on, Vision, like those are introduced in that um in that movie and there's like all these tie-ins to things that'll pay off later. The infinity, you know, infinity war really, I think boosted that movie as well. Um Another one people can sometimes say is dark world in the sense of like, they've really, they really made it a plan. I think to make dark world re- relevant
1: Yeah. and in yep. end
0: game, it really pays off. And it's because of and I'll tell you, Dark World still kind of sucks, though, uh, when I watch it, it does. (laughs) even after Endgame. I'm like, I I think "Ah, it's still
1: I think it's still the weakest MCU movie if I had to pick one.
0: But you know what I liked about it? What I like about the MCU is that unlike other franchises, if something doesn't work, they don't just toss it away. They will still reference it. They will still make it work. I mean, look. We still get references to the Incredible Hulk which had a whole recast. thing. we still got we still got <laughs> Thunderbolt Ross from it. We we're you know getting episodes about it on What If? We've had um Abomination shows up in Shang-Chi and he was in Incredible Hulk. Like they they're not like shunning it aside saying that doesn't matter. They still make ties to it because it's still part of the universe. And Right. I like that. I mean cuz sometimes when we talk about star Wars and the sequels, they course corrected too much at times, you know, like I like the last Jedi Ooh, you know, people are going to probably freak out about that, but I do. And uh, I like rise of Skywalker as well. I'm somebody that likes all three, but
1: I, I, I I'm on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. We talked about it all fair, but yeah. So people know Jack is in the same boat as me here, but uh, at times it seems like, the thought process is like almost like let's not even reference last Jedi at this rate because people are just going to freak out about it. And like how many times, and here's a clear part of it too. I love the prequels. People are going to love me. I love all nine
1: films, right? So they're all good. They all have good things about them.
0: And I grew up in a time where the sequel, where the prequels were coming out. So I, you know, they were really my thing growing up, but this is a better example than the sequels. I think, how when Disney bought them, they they didn't put out like any prequel stuff at all for a while. They canceled Clone Wars. They said, we're making rebels, which is going to take place. You guessed it between three and four, which is when the empire's around battlefront comes out. It only has original trilogy stuff. Like they went hard in onto it because they knew that the people that they were targeting was people that only liked the original trilogy at that point, because they are like, we're going to relaunch with seven, eight, nine. And it's going to be, guess what? The empire's back, but they're stormtroopers, but they're not the empire. Like people, that's what they were trying to press. And they were trying to shun away any prequel stuff. But lately, thankfully they've been bringing the prequel stuff back in. Clone Wars got to finish their run. Ahsoka's in a live action Mandalorian show. Like like, Bo-Katan's in a live action Mandalorian show. Like, They really started bringing in stuff from the prequels again, and it's starting to feel more like a solid nine film arc over time, which is great. Um, But the MCU just always did that. The MCU is like, you didn't like Dark World? Tough. (laughs) Like, (laughs) reference it. It's going to be in the biggest movie of all time with Endgame. Like, they didn't care, and I really admire that. And they just go with their plan and they say, this is what we're going to do. They may make little tweaks, like loki was supposed to die in dark world but then he was so popular they're like we're gonna keep him like yeah. and that's fine that's stuff people want it you know um while sometimes other franchises dceu even will of course correct and say let's not even acknowledge that and that becomes this whole thing of people that like the thing don't know how to act and people that don't like the thing don't know how to act at least with the MCU, you know, all right, Dark World counts. As much as I don't like it, it counts, you know? And um, not that I hate it that much. I'm just saying, like, if there was somebody that really hated it, you know, they have to know it's still part of canon. I have to deal with it, whatever. So there's my soapbox. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's what, makes, that's what makes the MCU so great. It's that every film gets enhanced by the ones that come after it. So I, I I think that's what makes it the most successful and probably one of the most viewable franchises like that Uh, because literally all the movies have just gotten better over time. Uh, I don't, I can't think of one that's gotten like way, way, way worse over time. Uh, Like even Iron Man two, which is probably one of the weakest Movies. No, no, like, no,
0: no, no! I will not stand for Iron Man Two. Slander is one of I, the best no,
1: MCU movies. Really, uh, really? <laughs> yes,
0: it has one of my okay. This I just talked about how I didn't like Killmonger like two weeks ago, <laughs> right? It is one of my favorite MCU villains in Justin Hammer. I love Justin Hammer. Okay, okay, <laughs> Hammer
1: okay. That's so that's much. Just, when I think Justin Iron
0: Man fun. Two, I think him dancing out onto the stage as he's coming from off stage, and I love it. But. I, I don't actually have a problem with Iron Man 2. I, for me, the weakest Iron Man is Iron Man 3, unfortunately.
1: Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I, that, that That is probably the weakest one. Uh, but, you know, even those movies, which are, I, I think we can agree that they're weaker than the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But like, the, the thing is, with Iron Man month. 2, you're right. Perception-wise, outside of my thoughts, a lot of people have it ranked pretty bottom.
1: Yeah. And, but it's just gotten better over time because they, they make callbacks to, uh, to some of the stuff in it. And, uh, you know, the whole thing with like, uh, you know, what if called back to Iron Man 2 and in, mm-hmm. in there. So, you know, I, I think that that's really nice that we actually see some of this get addressed. And also, Endgame made, you know, a small callback to Iron Man 3 by including Harvey in the, in the funeral scene. Right. So, yes. yes. Uh, you know, I, I think that, that's what just makes the mcu so good and
0: even spider-man you know. making spider-man homecoming uh oh, right. or, yeah. no far from home making an iron man one reference with peter billingsley's character um getting yelled out yelled at by um uh what's his name uh by Obadiah Stane, you know right like right. about the box of scraps and he's like one of mysterio's goons and you're like I love people hated that in the sense of they were like, why do Spider-Man characters always have to be intersected with Iron Man? But what I liked, I was like, this is the MCU. Like, this is a cool little callback that that guy that worked for Tony Stark is now also with Mysterio, who is going up against Spider-Man. Like, it just worked for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but I'm excited to see how they make all of these universes for the finale of What If? Crossover. Uh, because, you know, we know it's going to happen. I'm excited to see how they do it. And, you know, I, I'm also excited to see how they end up beating Ultron because I'm pretty confident that this will end up with them beating Ultron like that. I I'm, I'm pretty confident it because other, otherwise, uh, there's no season two. If not. There's no season two and there's no way to connect it to the rest of the MCU. So they have to defeat him somehow right like
0: yeah he'll go he, to our universe and just destroy the prime <laughs> the yeah prime universe so that, that, that,
1: that's the thing like we we know that there is that uh you know he's going to get defeated one way or another uh because so i'm excited i'm i'm interested to see how they manage to do it because out of all of the people they're summoning uh for the guardians of the multiverse the the only one that i can think of right off the top of my head who can like Probably deal with him the best is probably Strange Supreme.
0: Like, yeah, because he ate all those
1: creatures. Yeah, yeah. and himself. I mean, like it, it's yes. yeah, and he so it's him, but... that. That's I mean, he maybe he just absorbs Ultron. Maybe that's what he does. Ooh, uh,
0: that'd be too that, easy, but that it would, would be would cool. Be, but
1: it, it would be kind of cool. uh But yeah, I I, I don't know. I I'm, I'm excited to I've see seen, how it works out.
0: The only thing I've seen from the trailers of these characters interacting is Strange Supreme interacting with Party Thor talking about zombies. That is the only thing. So that's three of the episodes linked together there, but I don't know. I guess they're going to use the zombies as some sort of distraction for something. I don't, I mean, I don't know, but the zombies are not going to be able to eat Ultron bots. Right. So I don't know how that would really work. Yeah. But, uh, but that's like the only thing I think I've seen in those. Other than that, we've seen like ego absorbing Peter, and we've seen the Avengers circled together like the guardians of the multiverse circle together. And we've seen Shuri and um, Pepper, Pepper running in Wakanda. So I'm trying to figure out. So I think there was only that one clip in that trailer that had three episodes tied together. The other ones were like almost just continuations of those episodes. So. Well,
1: I I just, yeah, I just thought of two ideas then for how the, this could end up like with the zombies, you know, the, the question is, are they dead or alive? And maybe they use that and that just like short circuits some of the Ultron drones because they uh, they can't tell if like it's life and they have to eliminate it or if it's dead. So it's oh, fine. That's true. So, you know, maybe it's something like that. Or uh, <laughs> the, the funniest thing imaginable or maybe not funniest, but the weirdest thing imaginable, I think, is just T'Challa just going up and being like, yo, could you not do that? And like he just <laughs>
0: talks and, him out of it.
1: Just talks about and it and Ultron's like, you know what? That's a good point. Hadn't thought of that. Thank you.
0: Oh my god, uh, that would make so many people mad. It would because they're would... they're already calling T'Challa Star Lord like a Gary Stew instead of a Mary Sue. So uh, like that would really upset people, but I would I would laugh. I would laugh
1: be like it would be hilarious.
0: I would clap to that. I'd be like, you know yeah. what? That's in character for that T'Challa. Yep. <laughs> and uh, maybe not in character for Ultron, but uh, it's in character for T'Challa. I don't know. I I, I really <laughs> wonder how they'll wrap this up at, in 30 minutes because we're gonna get yeah. those brief. So I'm guessing those little continuations are gonna be the moments where maybe the Watcher get, like, comes picked in up by the
1: Watcher, yeah,
0: yeah, and gets picked up. Though the ego one is not even where T'Challa is, so it'll be interesting why we see a continuation of that. Um.
1: Maybe ego ends up aligning with with that's that. true. Maybe, maybe that's, that's true. who T'Challa talks into to yeah. join up with them. Maybe that's what it is. He's like, hey, you have a whole planet. You want to just like take out take out this evil genocidal robot guy? Yes, because
0: and... he guess what he ate you in another universe. Yeah. So we
1: kind of so need you're you, gonna but... want some revenge, man. You're gonna yeah. want some revenge, though. So.
0: <laughs> It'll be interesting. I'm really excited to see how this ends. And yeah, um, this I swear mean... last time speculating because next episode like i don't know if there'll be it'll probably wrap up like i don't think they'll have a cliffhanger for season two so we'll probably not have anything to speculate on
1: i mean i I, i'm still the only i guess like we know about one episode technically in season two
0: yeah supposedly tony on sakar yeah or maybe
1: two because we haven't gotten thanos gamora uh unless she comes into the fray because of like uh you know um thanos dying she, she so. may
0: have been in that that may have been her episode still maybe
1: maybe so we 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 don't know well, we'll there there's a possibility the there's still possibility for speculation i think and uh we could also try and think about what kinds of situations they could we, come we up with to for see next year right yeah, yeah.
0: or next whenever that whenever it, that whenever air it or whatever
1: yeah imagine if they're just like season 2 starts next week and i would i'd, I'd give it a round of applause right there you know would <laughs> be
0: great but then i'd be like i thought i had a break before hawkeye <laughs> 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 i need this break I, um, I don't think i don't think <laughs> they have enough
1: time to put to put it in 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 between there because it would have to be a 9 week segment
0: yes between
1: yeah, now and hawkeye and i don't think there's enough time in between there so something
0: to think about too which will be interesting is Hawkeye ends on the day book of Boba Fett premieres, which is just, I think because they want it to make sure they said Boba Fett came out in 2021. Uh, Cause it's literally December 29. So yep. I think that's literally the only reason, <laughs> but I don't like this whole Wednesday. thing. I like Wednesday thing for Marvel, but I wish they kept star Wars stuff on Friday. Like why do they want us to interact with their app only one day? a week (laughs) like yeah if you put it on Wednesday then we talk about Hawkeye for Wednesday and then two days later we're back on there talking about Boba Fett like I don't know why they don't do that and it yeah it lessens server load I don't understand it
1: baffling business decision honestly because they could make so much more money because you know the more people are looking in the app to find what they want the more different searches they'll they'll encounter like You know, maybe it's like an old Disney movie that they didn't know that they they had forgotten about. And like, so yeah, yeah, black
0: cauldrons on here.
1: Yeah, yeah, that 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 would that would make me want to watch it. Yeah, that is
0: the definition of a forgotten
1: (laughs) for good reason, I think. I think there's a reason why that one's forgotten. Uh, But (laughs) but, you know, I it's it's weird because Disney is so good at maximizing revenue and profits in every other category Except for their streaming service. Everything else is like a there very sound. Be,
0: there has to be something that's telling them that that Wednesday was the day to go. Because they tried it out with Loki. And then every show since then is on Wednesdays. Unless if it's yeah. already premiered beforehand. Like, like, Bad Batch started out on Fridays and continued on Fridays till it ended. But since Loki, it's been on Wednesdays only and I don't know why I really think I I would like to see where they're getting it from, because I, I really would think that you would want the same way that TV stations put on shows on different days. Right. Right. You would want to get at one. You don't have to worry about the server load because it crashes. Sometimes when people try to watch Mando, imagine Mando and a big Marvel show on the same day, which is pretty much what this is Hawkeye and a Hawkeye finale and a Book of Boba Fett premiere. Oh
1: boy. And you're oh, worried,
0: man. like, how is that going to work? Because some people stay up till 3 a.m. to watch both. Which one are they going to watch first? You know, it's like, now I have to figure that out on that Wednesday. Okay, am I watching Hawkeye when I get home or am I watching Book of Boba Fett when I get home?
1: Probably yeah, I, Book
0: of Boba <laughs> Fett, honestly. <laughs>
1: Well, it, I guess it depends on how good the Hawkeye series ends up being. It looks it?
0: really good, though.
1: Yeah, so there there is that. And yeah, I, I think I've I, I want to do a I, if I'm Disney, I want to do a an audit of the market research section at, at Disney because something something's not adding up on this for for whatever we reason.
0: We found a study that said if you put every show on Wednesday. That is it. They will just watch that. All day on Wednesday. It's like okay, but what about the rest of the week? Well, you'll be releasing so much on Wednesday <laughs> that they have to come back on Thursday.
1: <laughs> I I can just imagine, like uh, you know, some some intern just got assigned, like, hey, just write a summary of this report on like releasing video streaming service uh episodes on different days of the week, and he just messed it up or something. Like uh
0: <laughs> were they worried about netflix releasing on fridays that's
1: maybe that that could be it actually because netflix does release on fridays uh for new but it's like
0: it works for mando so i don't understand where you're like we're doing this wrong like this you know like that's what i wonder it's like what made them all of a sudden think fridays are no good man because even like falcon and winter soldier was fridays wandavision was fridays that was hyped up people were watching all that i mean like i don't And I think when you put Loki as the launch on Wednesday, you're skewing the results, aren't you? Because Loki was one of the most popular MCU characters that you're like, okay, well, if this doesn't outperform every show, we kind of messed up, right? I mean, like, so it was always going to do well on Wednesdays. Right, right. You know, so I don't know.
1: So maybe... Maybe it's not the market research that needs uh, that needs some looking at. Maybe it's whoever is doing statistics at uh, yeah. <laughs> at, at Disney. If 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 the cases that this, that uh, they they did the statistics wrong, they weren't thinking about you know the studies, right? I I, I I'm I'm pretty good at statistics, Disney. Just just hand it over to me. Uh, it'll be fine, I think. Just make yeah. sure to yeah, I'll I'll do it. It's fine.
0: Because <laughs> the only thing I worry about now is like you know with Wednesday. Then if I can't watch it Wednesday, I have to. I have to try to avoid spoilers on Thursday or, you know, like at least with Friday, like I had Saturday and Sunday as well to watch something.
1: Right. Right.
0: But enough complaining from me. I'm sorry to make this episode long, but if you want to follow Jack, where can they follow you?
1: Uh, they can follow me at JC 16 on Twitter, or, uh, you can check out at final third show on Twitter. Uh, if you're interested in soccer podcasts, uh, you no, know, make sure to check out at Stoppage Time Show and uh, at Stateside Show as well. Those are mine, I, yes. Yep, I've got I've got a <laughs> have sh- got a shout out Jordan's as well because they're they're fantastic as well. But uh yeah, you can follow me on either of those platforms.
0: And if you want to follow this show, that is on Twitter at TO Infinity Saga, Facebook.com slash infinity saga beyond. Um, Or email us marvelplusrecaps at gmail.com and we thank you for listening and we'll catch you for the finale of What If...